uh If you believe it, you can be it, uh Everything I am, I seen it, yeah I be having visions, yeah I be having visions, yeah Yeah, uh, uh If you believe it, you can be it, uh Everything I am, I seen it, yeah I be having visions, yeah I be having visions, yeah This is DeAndre Official, and welcome to the Visionaries Only Podcast. Man, first of all, I want to thank everybody that's listening in, man. I really appreciate y'all. You know what I'm saying? I woke up at 5 o'clock this morning just to talk myself into doing this, and there was one thing that made sure that I was going to go ahead and keep going. Talk to him, Kev. Hey, I don't care how many people got a podcast. Start your podcast. Don't let them have the podcast. People start podcasts every day. Everybody got a podcast. I only want to start one. So what? I don't care if everybody in the world got a podcast. Everybody in the world ain't you. And I don't care how many people got a t-shirt business. Start your t-shirt business. I don't care how many people do whatever. Stop counting yourself out of the game before you get started because everybody doing something. So what? I don't care how many people doing whatever. If I want to do it, I'm finna do it. And you should be the same way. Stop discounting yourself. By yourself. Ain't nobody even got to count you out the game. You count yourself out the game. I might not be able to do it. What if people don't like it? What if people don't subscribe? What if they do, though? Don't be counting yourself out of stuff before you even get started, huh? I got three podcasts going. I don't care how many podcasts in the world. I'll start a million podcasts if I want to. I'll sell a million shirts. I'll make a million views. I'll do whatever I want to do as long as I want to do it. You should approach life the same way. On me, I'm tired of y'all giving up before y'all even start. Huh? On me, I'm tired of y'all giving up before y'all even start. Huh? On me, I'm tired of y'all giving up before y'all even start. Huh? Start. Huh? Yeah, man. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. So, without further ado, man, let's let's get right into it. Look, everybody on Earth is trying to find a better future. Everybody on Earth is hoping. For a better future You hoping for a better future Your mama hoping for a better future Your sister hoping for a better future Your auntie hoping for a better future Your cousin Even the one that don't always get invited to the family reunions He hoping for a better future I guarantee you that Nobody wakes up in the morning And thinks to themselves Man I just hope today sucks like, I, just, I, just, I just hope it's horrible I just I, I want it to rain. I don't, don't want to go nowhere. I don't, don't want to do nothing. Now, sometimes you might wake up feeling like you don't want to do nothing, but you don't hope that the day just goes bad. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, if you wake up feeling like you don't want to do nothing, it's because the day before went bad or the week before or the week that you're in currently has been going bad, which brings me to my next point. Most people's vision about their future is based on their past. You might want to write this down. I'm going to say this again. Most people's vision about their future is based on their past. So um, there's a few things I'm going to ask you to write down. man. I'm I'm doing this because I believe that this podcast is something that's going to change your life. If you're like me and you were, you know, in this moment of life where you're trying to figure out if there's something more, if there's. Um, a cycle that you've been going through That you're trying to break Then this podcast is for you The reason why I call it Visionaries Only Is because only visionaries will understand The stuff that I'm going to be talking about 
So today I'm going to tell you how to stop your past from robbing you of your future. Most people's past is taking away their future because the way that they see their future is based on how they view their past. Um, let me tell you a little bit about myself. So I was born in Los Angeles, California um, at the age of about six years old. My granddad, who was a retired pastor, um, he retired from pastoring out here in Los Angeles and he decided to go back down south. You know what I mean? Uh, a place where there's some peace, quiet, and big bugs. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he went down south. Um, he got sick. My mom dropped everything and decided to go out there to Louisiana to go see about him. Um, we didn't have much when she moved, but it taught me probably the most valuable lesson in my life. Um, that butt was kind of strong, wasn't it? I think I might pop. I don't really know. But it taught me the most valuable lesson um, that I have ever learned in my life, and it taught me sacrifice. Um, I can't trade learning sacrifice for anything in the world. I guarantee you that. This, this, if you don't know sacrifice, then I, 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 I urge you to challenge yourself. Um, to push yourself through some sacrifices because it's very valuable. Um, but anyway, um, so, you know, not growing up with much is kind of hard. Um, being under the poverty line and seeing the effects of that. Um, my mom was a single mom also. Shout out to all the single moms because she did it. Four kids, no father inside the home. And that just shows an, a remarkable kind of strength. I believe only comes from someone who has the will to make sure that the the people that they love are being taken care of. Um, so anyway, um, this led to a lot of um, bad decisions that I made inside of my life. Um, and when I was about 20 years old, my dad got sick. And because my mom had taught me about taking care of her dad, I went out to I came back out here to California to come take care of my dad and when I did it showed me a lot about my life um it showed me a whole lot about my past and I just had this moment where I believe God spoke to me and told me that if you do not change then your future is going to look like the death that you see your father going through right now this this is what your future will be um so you know I took that revelation I ran with it and um, years follow. I, I still didn't know much about life, but um, I made it to the point where I answered the, the who am I question. Uh, uh, um, this, this is probably the most important question that people ask themselves throughout their lives. They ask themselves, who am I? And when I answered the who am I question, it took my life um, on a completely different turn. So this is what I want to share with you. Um, I, I'll be sharing with you how to figure out who you are, which is the, probably the most important thing that you could ever find out in your life. Um, and and don't get me wrong. This information is not just from my own experiences. This is built up from other people's experiences. Um I, I I stepped into entrepreneurship just recently, and when I stepped into entrepreneurship, the business that I had had a partnership with a company, and that company um, has some of the most brilliant minds in America, some of the the most motivating, inspirational, um, wealth-getting people that you have ever met before, and I met some of these people. Um, I talked to some of these people. I wrote down a lot of notes from these people. I learned from these people. I, I wanted I wanted to see how they think. 
Um, so um, I, I studied these people, and a lot of that you're going to be hearing. Um, a lot of the books that I've read, the, those those same people introduced me to some of the books from some of the wisest people um, that history has ever known. Um, some of uh, and, and 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 once again, these people um, are people who know how to max out who they are, and that's the most important factor about them. It's not really about their wealth; it's the single fact that they figured out how to maximize exactly who they are, and it gave them a better quality of life. Um, also, um, I, I I'm going to be quoting things from different books. Um, I'm going to be quoting books, things from what I consider is the best book that was ever written, and um, that book was written by some of the most successful kings who had ever lived. Um, and you'll be hearing a lot from from that also. But yeah, man, I just I just want you to be prepared for everything that you're about to hear. Um, be prepared to write stuff down because I believe that this is going to change your life. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Once again, uh, everybody is trying to find a better future. The only problem is that most people, most people's vision about their future is based on their past. Now, the first thing I want you to know is that wisdom does not come with experience. It's not come with experience or age. Most people say that wisdom simply comes with age or wisdom comes with experience. It is not. It's the reason why you know an old fool. Think about it. There's somebody that you know that is at an age that you would expect them to know better and they still have not changed their lives yet. The reason why you know this, the reason why you see this is because wisdom does not automatically come with age. It is not automatically dispensed towards you just for getting older. No. Wisdom is not experience. Wisdom is the perception of your experiences. Wisdom is the perception of your experiences. I hear a whole lot of people say, like, I've been through a lot. And that's true. You know what I'm saying? If, if you've been through a lot, then you're exactly who I'm talking to right now. Because most people who have been through a lot understand that the stuff that they go through now shapes their reality. The stuff that they have been through now shapes their reality. This is the reason why they say it so much. I've been through a lot. I've been through so much. I went through so many hard times. Listen, and if you do not get the right perception or the right view of those hard times, then you will never be able to progress into the future that I believe is destined for all of us on earth. The mistakes of your past define your current character. Whether that is good or bad depends on your perception of your past. But I guarantee you, who you are today is made up of how you view everything that you went through. Because everybody went through something hard. Everybody went through some type of, some type of suffering. Even the richest people in the world go through some type of pain. It is inevitable. It is unavoidable. This is a broken world. This will happen to you. How you perceive that will decide what your future will be. Um, one other thing that I think we do that um, hurts us is that we wake up in our past. We wake up in the morning. And we are automatically stressed. I was one person that used to do. I used to wake up stressed out. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, I never really got up on time. I used to have to be at work at eight o'clock, and I wake up at seven thirty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get up out of bed just so I can rush and 
hurry up and get ready you know what i'm saying so i woke up stressed if you wake up if you wake up with not enough time to be able to get to where you need to go or do what you need to do you are going to be stressed because you are rushing rushing causes stress some of you just simply need to wake up earlier in the morning that would probably take away a lot of stress out of your life you just simply started waking up earlier in the morning because you have more time to do things you have more time to sit with yourself i started waking up at five o'clock in the morning I don't wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning just to prove to people that I can wake up early. I wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning because the rest of the world is asleep. And when the rest of the world is asleep, then I can think. DeAndre can be alone. I can think. I can write things down. I can do things for myself that I normally would not have done with the noise and the combustion that goes out throughout the day. So, you got to stop waking up in your past. And sometimes that causes you to just wake up a little bit earlier in the morning. Don't wake up stressed. Don't wake up stressed. Most of us wake up stressed. Look. The reason why we wake up stressed is because stress is a chemical that gets released in your body that stays in your body long term. And if you don't understand that, then you'll always suffer from it. Um, Amazing scientific fact. Most of you understand that you if you try to get an organ put inside of your body, your body will reject reject the organ. Right. Like Your body is smart enough to know like this does not belong in my body. I don't want it inside of my body. So what your body does is it rejects it. So what doctors do is that they up the stress levels in your body. They do different things to, to stress your body out because when your body is under stress, it blocks your immune system. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> when your body is under stress, it literally blocks your immune system. So they block your immune system so that your body can take on the other organ. This is what you are doing to yourself when you are stressed out all the time. You are blocking your immune system. When people say that stress is killing you, I don't think we all take it serious enough. But stress is literally killing you. My cousin had a discussion with a chiropractor. And this chiropractor said that, don't you understand that? Every single emotional response that we have releases a chemical inside of our bodies. And that chemical attacks different parts of your bodies, um, of your body. So, um, for example, like anger, right? Like anger attacks your liver, right? So if you get mad, that chemical gets released and goes straight to your liver. And here's the kicker. It's not the intensity of your anger. So it's not how mad you got that puts your liver in more danger, but it's the longevity of your anger. It's how long did you hold on to it. The longer that you hold on to it, the more chances this chemical has to attack your liver. A bunch of diseases are centered around stress. You got to get out of stress. You got to get out of stress. And one way that I believe that's very practical that can help you out, that will stop you from waking up um, stressed out in the morning, is to um, read the right things before you go to bed. Sometimes you need to read the right things before you go to bed. Um, And if you don't have something that you can read that you would consider the right thing, um, then maybe you need to just simply, I learned this from Tony Robbins um, and and Milet, is that you can just... Ask yourself questions before you go to bed. Ask yourself, what have you done for the day? You know what I mean? And, and then see the good that you have done throughout the day. Um, 
Um, tell yourself what you're grateful for before you go to bed. Sorry, y'all. It's my alarm. Um, letting me know that, you know, I've been up for a while and that um, I've probably been procrastinating. So uh, let's let's get through this. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, t- ask yourself questions um, before you go to bed, and this will help you um, from waking up stressed, man. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't let it go down on your anger. Try to fix your thoughts. Try to fix your emotions before you go to sleep, right? You know? Um, also, your whole future is based on how you give up your past. There's a lot of your past that you need to give up. Even Jesus told his disciples to give up their past. He told them that if you try to hold on to your life, you will lose it. But if you lose your life, for my sake, then you'll find it. In other words, your life pertains to what you have been through and what you are, and what you decided that you are going what your future is going to be like it is what your past was and what your future is going to be like that's all your life is what your past is and what your future is going to be like and he's saying get it up give it up don't hold on to it don't you be the one to try to steer it just give it to me allow me to take care of your future as a matter of fact the the message of the whole bible was about giving god your future right like everything that you that that you're taught if you're if you're a person of faith if if you go to church if you believe in god then the majority of what you're going to be taught is how to be able to give god your future this is this is that that is the 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 bottom line of um most faith institutions is how can you give god your future that's the whole point of faith is that i don't try to hold on to my future anymore and the only way to be able to do that is to have a different perception about your past right so um i remember when i was dealing with uh, a lot of the mistakes that i had done in my past and i was trying to figure out like um how to feel about them i wasn't quite sure I mean, even though I had knew that, I mean, I know that I know better now, but sometimes when you think about things, um, they trigger an emotional response, and their emotional response can be stuck with you in your current status, in your current reality. And um, during that moment, God has spoke to me, and he said, I don't remember your sins, so why do you? And that blew my mind. It changed the way I perceived everything that I had ever been through. Why do I still count my mistakes against me? And if you still count your mistakes against yourself, you will allow your past to rob you of your future. Alright? So let's let's talk about trauma real quick because trauma is something that um, a lot of people are dealing with that don't really know how to deal with it and and listen i i think trauma is actually more of a common experience than we may talk about i i feel like um more people go through trauma and just don't recognize that it is trauma i mean one of the most simple definitions i've ever heard from trauma is a high emotional event you know what i mean it's an event where the emotions were so high 
that it connected to your long-term memory. You went through something, you were really emotional about it, and now it's connected to your long-term memory. The reason why it's important for you to be able to deal with trauma and recognize the trauma that is happening in your life is because we come across triggers all the time. There's triggers everywhere. And you don't know what all your triggers are. You don't know when you might run into a trigger. You don't know when somebody might say something that might trigger something from your past. So you got to know how to deal with your trauma so that you won't be triggered and be acting in an irrational way or, or feeling an emotion that does not serve you to have a better quality of life when you don't really need to be served by that emotion. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of the phrase, I'm in my feelings, or, you know what I'm saying, uh, um, and, and, and people on the opposite end tell you, like, get out your feelings, you know what I mean? Like, but that is so important. You got to know how to get out your feelings. If you are somebody who claims to be in their feelings quite often, or you enjoy being in your feelings, you have to learn how to get out of your feelings quickly. If you do not know how to get out of your feelings quickly, this will affect your life every day in the future. I don't know if anybody ever been dumped before, but I have. Oh, my gosh. Look, the people who have been dumped, they, they, they felt someone I said that to. You know what I'm saying? If you've been dumped before, then, like, I I remember the the the, the hardest heartbreak that I had. I, I couldn't eat, man. I, I just I, I couldn't eat. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was, like, like when you when you get dumped, like, like in real time, like, like you can feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, getting dumped is not just a mental thing. Like those words, you you feel that mess. It's just like falling in love. The 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 butterflies you get is the opposite of them butterflies. Like your stomach is tied up in knots. Like I feel like my stomach was shoestrings. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was it was tied up in knots. I couldn't eat. You know what I'm saying? I was in pain because I was faithful to somebody and they cheated on me. Um and that that just that, that can be the worst feeling in the world, you know? Um but I, I had to I had to change how I viewed that in order to move on. That's the only way that you can move on. Sometimes people think that adding somebody else to your life is how you move on from it. No, it is not how you move on from it. It is changing how you view it. The perception of your past dictates your presence. And what you are doing in the present will dictate your future. I'm gonna say that once again. The perception of your past dictates your present. And what you are doing in the present will dictate your future. You know what I mean? All these past experiences that you had, the way that you react to them, um, is 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 explains the reason why you will react to every situation that comes up in your life currently. If you do not know how to change that, then it will then your future will be exactly like your past. I'm going to say that once again. If you do not know how to change that, then your future will be exactly like your past. This is important. You have to be able to deal with the trauma that you have been through. You have to be able to deal with the high emotions that come um, from different triggers. And these, these emotions can be triggered by different things, right? 
um, you know, music. That's why music is so powerful. Music gives you the emotion to trigger memories. That's what music does. Music provides the emotion to you, and then it triggers memories, and then that's the music that you relate to. That's why you say you relate to it because it triggered memories, and those memories feel comfortable with the way that music feels to you. Same thing with any other form of entertainment, Mu movies and stuff like that. That's that's the reason why I can name a movie to you right now, and you can think about that movie, and then that movie will make you it'll it'll make you start crying right now. It's the reason why I can tell you about something that has happened to me and. Me telling you about it can trigger an event that happened in your life and it'll make you start crying right now. Listen, every time you cry about it, you know what you're doing? You're bringing that emotion from the past and you're putting it into your current circumstance and you feel it. And sometimes you, it, it does not serve you to feel it. It's not beneficial to you to, to feel what happened to you in your past? Um, once again, um, I'm a man of faith, and I think I mentioned this earlier. And um, one of the one of my favorite things about going to church is praise and worship. This, um, if you don't know, if you do not know what praise and worship is, is the moment um, inside of a church um, where we sing songs um, about God. Um, if you're if you're from a black church, it, it lasts about I don't know two to three days. <laughs> Um, I used to not be a fan of praise and worship. I used to uh, try to skip it, just go listen to the preaching because it lasted for too long. You know what I mean? But um, when I understood it, though, when I understood it, because when I what what it took for me to understand it, I had to take it home with me. And when I took it home with me, and I started doing it at home, what I started understanding was these people that's inside of this church that's listening to this music, it's not crying because the music is just so good. You know what I mean? That's the reason why you can have solo acts in church that don't seem that good and, you know, people still say good job. <laughs> and it's probably not be they're not probably saying good job because you actually did a good job. It was because you did good enough to make them remember what they needed to remember in that moment that allowed them to give God praise. And that's what that's all praise and worship is about. Is is we're playing music so that you can remember things that happened in your life and attach God to them. Like literally, praise and worship is getting rid of the trauma in your life. It reattaches new meaning to your memories. This is exactly what happens to me when I listen to it. I start thinking about the things that I went through. I start thinking about the things that I want. And what God does is He attaches new memories or new meanings to those memories, right? Um, something that happens inside of your body um, whenever you have an emotional response is um, your body spikes dopamine, right? As most of you know what dopamine is, but dopamine is the, the chemical that release, that gets released inside of your body whenever you have an emotional response. It's like a natural high, right? Like it spikes. This is the reason why it's very dangerous um, to do certain things while under the influence of drugs and alcohol because that's where addiction starts, right? Like uh, alcohol and drugs already spike your dopamine. If something happens, if you're, if you're having a, a great time doing something, then your emotions will be attached to that moment. So then you start finding yourself not being able to have a good time um, in that moment without having the drugs or the alcohol. And that's like the underlying cause of addiction because you, you've, you've attached all of your dopamine to these moments and you need something to spike the dopamine in that moment. And, and, and if you don't spike the dopamine, then you don't feel nothing. So you don't think that you're having a good time. 
right? So this is this is the reason why uh, this is where addiction is. Um, and I want to talk about addiction, but I don't want to talk about addiction to drugs. I want to talk about a different addiction. I want to talk about the addiction to depression. I fought depression for years. And anybody who has been depressed knows um, that it feels good. It's really the only explanation I can give to it. Like, you hate it, but it feels so good. Um, like, my wife used to try to talk to me, like, in my moments of depression, like, try to talk me out of it, right? And, like, um, I used to have a rebuttal for every single thing that she would say, right? She'd say, like, you know what I'm saying, Dre, like, don't worry about it because the, the sky is blue. And I'm like, man, but it, be, it can be green tonight. Like, you never know, you know what I'm saying? You can never know. <laughs> Just, whatever bad possibility can come out of the future was my rebuttal for everything that she used to say to me. Um, and the reason why this was happening is because not only do your positive responses spike your dopamine, but your negative emotional responses spike your dopamine also. So every negative response that you have can cause an addiction to it. I was addicted to the negative emotional response that I had whenever I felt depressed. So I didn't want to come out of it. Listen, if you ever tried to talk to somebody who was dealing with depression and every single solution you gave them, they gave you a rebuttal for it. And then by the end of the conversation, you said, well, you don't, want, you don't really want my help. You know what I'm saying? And now you don't really want to answer their phone call when they call when they got problems because you know they actually don't want your help. The reason why they don't want your help is because they high. They high. I was high. You know what I'm saying? And that's the worst thing that you could try to do to somebody is try to make them come off they high when they high. <laughs> Nobody wants to come down when you high. So you're dealing with people who are actually under the influence of their depression at the moment. So it's hard to be able to talk to them to get them to calm down. Listen, if you are somebody who is fighting with depression, get out of it now. Take control of your life now. Take control of your memories now. Listen, your depression is because of your trauma. Your depression Depression only comes back inside of your life because of your past emotional responses to certain things that has happened. This is the reason why you can have days where nothing bad has happened to you yet and you feel depressed for no reason. It's because your body is still so used to the chemical release of depression that it wants it. It wants it. I, just one of them days, you know what I'm saying? Monica said it best. Like, I just, I just want to be all alone. I, you know, I used to actually think that song was about, like, you know, like, the, the time of the month like if, if I, I i don't i don't i don't really know if it if it is still like i just i used to think she just had a bad attitude and then i listened to it some more and i was like trying to like be empathetic I'm like oh yeah like i know women now you know what i'm saying i was like oh so she was just yeah maybe it's her time of the month you know that's why she don't want to be bothered i don't i don't know if, you know like let, like tell me in the comments you know what i'm saying like let let me know what what this what this song is about but anyway I, like i feel her on it you know what i'm saying like you just you just have these days where it's like i don't i don't want to be bothered you know what I'm saying? And sometimes that's good if it's for self-help. You know what I'm saying? I always tell people, if you're going to isolate yourself from people, do it with prayer. You know what I'm saying? Go alone so you can go and pray. Like, if you're going alone so you can take care of yourself mentally, then that's a good thing. But if the reason why you don't want to be bothered is simply because you feel depressed, get out of it. 
you got to stop it now because it's going to be a habit that you're going to carry on into your future. And you're going to be wondering why your future is filled with depression. It's because you are addicted to it and you never kick the habit. You got to get out of your you got to get out of your depression now. Get out of your feelings, man. Get out of your feelings. Um, so, um, I, I, I don't want to leave this without saying some, some practical things that I feel like, um, can really help you with not allowing your past to rob you of your future. And one of the things is, um, you gotta, um, write your vision down. Um, now if, if, if you're a man of faith like me, if you're a person of faith, then you, you might want to pray and ask God what your vision is. Um, I didn't quite do this, do it this way. At first, I just started out with goals. Um, I started out with goals. I just started writing down um, the the stuff that I that I felt like um, I wanted to have in life, the type of life that I wanted to live. Um, because when I got that realization of who I was, then I started to realize that um, if I don't choose what I believe my future is going to be, then it's going to be exactly what my past was. So I decided to just start writing down my goals and start chasing them, you know what I mean? Like I'm actually going to pursue the things that I've been saying that I was gonna pursue my whole life. I started writing it down. So write down your vision. Um, and I'm gonna tell you something really important about writing down your vision. Um, the, the next step that I'm going to give you about writing down your vision is one of the hardest steps to do. Um, there's, there's people who I have different texts, um, groups with, um, to hold me accountable to this um, because it's not easy to do um, and that 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 thing is to read your vision twice a day every day right wake up in the morning read your goals before you go to sleep at night read your goals the reason why this is important is is because that 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 repetition that, that that you hearing yourself say that you deserve something say that you want something that you never felt like you deserved because what you start doing when you start writing down your goals you start seeing a new worth of yourself you start seeing yourself in a in a different value system that you've ever seen yourself because these are things that you've wanted that you never thought that you could actually obtain. And I want you to not think small on your goals. You know what I'm saying? When you write down your vision, write down something that's big. And listen, your vision is going to choose your friends. You don't have to start cutting people off from your past. And a lot of people think that. A lot of people think that when people say like, oh, you gotta let people go, that you need to call them all up and be like, look, I don't need you no more. I'm better now. Nah, that's not what you should do. But your vision will choose who you hang around. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to choose now because there's some things that you want in life. Your life has been simplified by the things that you want. And now the things that you want, everybody doesn't have. Um, everybody doesn't have the right type of support system to get you to where you want to go in life. Right? Everybody's not going to be beneficial to you, and it's going to be—it's going to be easy for you to be able to spot that out, right? So you got to write down your vision. Um, say it twice a day when you wake up in the morning before you go to sleep at night. Um, there was a um, um, a story by um, Steve Harvey, the amazing story. I, I'll let you know the story. Um, and this is in the same category of, of reading your vision twice a day, every day. So he said that um, when he was in school that they had a career day and the teacher was telling them, um, you know, write down what you want to be when you grow up, right? And um, so he wrote down he wanted to be on TV. The teacher called him up to the front of the classroom. Um, Steve, what did you write down? 
Um, he said that I want to be on TV. She said, why did you write this? And he said, because that was the assignment that you gave to me. Right. And so then she said, do you, is anybody in this classroom on TV? He said, no. Do you know any family members that's on TV? No. Am I on TV? No. And then she said, then she said, so why do you think that you can be there when no one you know is there? And so she was so upset that she attached a note to the letter and sent it home to his mom, told him to tell his mom to read it and sign it or whatever like that. His mom reads it. She calls his dad into the room. Um, Steve was messing up in class. He goes, what? What was he doing wrong? She said, look, he was not doing his assignment correctly. So he, she gives his dad the paper. He reads the paper and he goes, is your teacher on TV? And he says, no. Then he said, then how she know that you ain't going to be on there? Then he said, so what was the original assignment? And he said, oh, she wanted me to write down, you know, be a lawyer or a doctor or a police officer, fireman, you know what I'm saying? Something that, that, that seems really obtainable, right? Uh, and so his dad was like, okay, do the assignment the way that she want to do it. Write down what she wants you to write down. And then I want you to keep that paper about yourself being on TV. And I want you to read it every morning when you wake up. And I want you to read it every night before you go to bed. Lo and behold, the little boy is on TV. Right? So this is powerful. And I, and I don't want you to just leave your goals to um, material things. Or if you're more of a virtue, spiritual type of person, I don't want you to even just leave your goals to only virtue do both write down the things that make you a better person and also write down the things that you just simply want to obtain write it all down write it all down because this is going to empower you to let you see that you are in control of your life and that's what everybody really wants you want control of your life now, gr now granted there are going to be circumstances that are going to happen to you that are out of your control but how you react to them when cha will change when you know where you're going when you know what you want out of life it changes how you react to certain circumstances you don't have time to be depressed no more you don't have time to be worried about your past no more. You don't have time to be thinking about the things that happened to you that were out of your control that still make you sad. You don't have time to worry about that no more because you know where you're going now, right? So write down your vision. Read it twice a day, every morning, every night. Um, next thing I think you should do is attach new memories. I mean, attach new meanings to your memories. Now, this is a more uncomfortable exercise, but, but I challenge you to do this. I challenge you to actually get by yourself and write down some of the most uncomfortable memories that you have. Whether it was things that happened to you or things that you did yourself. I wrote down things that happened to me and things that I did myself. I did this myself, right? And, and when I did it, it was liberating. I got freedom from things that used to give me shame. From stuff that used to make me feel like I wasn't worthy of a better future. I wrote it down and then I attached new meanings to them. Meaning I attached the lessons that I learned from them. 
I, 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 I wrote down how God showed me how this could still be worked out for my good. Remember earlier when I said that you, know, um, you are your past? Don't believe people when they tell you that you're not the mistakes of your past? Listen, if you can look at the mistakes of your past and then attach all the lessons that you learned from them and live by the new lessons that you learned from your past, then that means that your past made you better. And it's okay. It's okay with saying that you are your past because your past made you better. I am everything that I went through because it made me better. It made me who I am today. What I went through in my past made me who I am today. So then I say that I am my past by pride, with pride. Yeah, I, I am. I am the mistakes that I made in my past. It made me better. So, um, reattach new meanings to your old memories. Um, so this, when you when you're able to do this and you're able to see it for yourself, you're able to read it for yourself. Um, I challenge you to, after you do this, to read it out loud so that you can hear yourself reaffirm what you're uh, writing down so that the triggers don't disrupt your life. Like I said, we come across triggers all the time, and we don't know when those triggers are going to come. Those triggers come from other people in our lives. They come from family members. They come from the people that we love the most. You get triggered about things that happen inside of your past, and it makes you react. But you do not have to be in that emotional state. It will rob you of your future. Um, I appreciate the time that we spent today. Um, my hope is that we can, you know what I'm saying, do this every single week. And I can bring you something um, that will be beneficial to your life. I appreciate you for listening. And remember, this is for visionaries only. Dreams and never wake up